Good morning, everybody. It's great to be in church today, and good morning to all of those watching from home. And thank you for your prayer, Levi. It's always great to see the kids really participating in prayer. That really blesses us as well as the Lord. So today we're doing something a little bit different. A few weeks ago, Mon used the initials of the word Acts uh, as the structure for the prayer, and we're going to do that again today. So just as to refresh our memories, we've got a little slide to put up what the letters actually mean. Oh, there it is. And uh, some of you younger ones may not know what these words are. So adoration is telling God we love him and why. Confession is owning up to the things that we've done wrong and saying that we are truly sorry. Uh, Thanksgiving is about being polite, thanking God for all that he has done for us. And supplication is a fancy word for asking God to help us with any of the needs or concerns that we have. So I also felt today I was led to use the words of scripture for our prayer. And uh, there are no scripture references so as not to break the flow of our praying. Uh, But you will see indicators for where you can respond. So will you please join me uh, in prayer to the Father. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory. Will you read with me? Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory and the majesty. Everything in heaven and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honour come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. O God, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Lord, everyone has sinned. We all fall short of your glorious standard. We have sinned terribly by rebelling against you and rejecting your laws and teachings. So will you please take a moment in the silence to just name those things you want to confess. Thank you, Father that when we confess our sins to you, you can always be trusted to forgive us and take our sins away. We give thanks to you, Lord, for you are good and your faithful love endures forever. You, Lord, are my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in you and I am helped. Therefore, my heart rejoices and I give thanks to you with my song. Please take a moment now to thank God for the blessings in your life. Lord, you tell us not to worry about anything, but to pray about everything. You want us to tell you what we need and thank you for all that you have done. Then we will experience your peace which exceeds anything we can understand. And as we take a moment to share any of our needs or concerns with the Lord today, can we especially remember the Lohmeyer family and little baby Matilda, um, who's uh, just learning now how to bond with her mum, 
And if we can just pray protection over them as a family, that there won't be any accusations from the enemy, from the past experiences and difficulties they've had, that things will go smoothly and that you will surround them with your peace and your love and your comfort at this time. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you and pray these things in the precious name of Jesus. And all God's people say, Amen. Good morning, everybody. Welcome online if you're joining us, and if you are visiting, you are so welcome. We pray that you're really blessed as we continue on in our service. Now, in primary, over this year, I really felt that the Lord was encouraging us to concentrate on character traits, which might not seem like a normal sort of Sunday school curriculum, but you know what? That's the lifeblood of what God is interested in. He's interested in our heart and on our connection and our relationship with him and how that is outworked with all the people around us. So we have been looking at a few themes. Now, kids, I want you to call out if you can remember the very first character trait that we looked at this year. Give you a letter clue. Anybody, anybody, anybody. Not my family. Somebody else. <laughs> Anybody else? What was it? Courage. Thank you so much, Judy. Yes, that's right. That's right. We see her all the time. <laughs> courage. And we had another one after courage. It had a lot of letters. Putting them in order took us a little while. Can anyone remember what the other one was, the next one? Levi, I'm going with you because you're not a Barnes. Oh, try again. It's on the back wall. Isabel. Oh, good one, Nearly. Oh, sure, she might have given something away for coming up. Perseverance. Was that what you were going to say, Isabel? Yes. All right. Now, for those of you who aren't sure what we're looking at at the moment, cast your eyes that way to the wall. And when you're next at church, you'll be able to see. We've been making some shields of, can we all say it? Faith, shields of faith, and the word faith is up underneath our cross there. God gives us a sure foundation for us to build our life on, the gift of faith in our lives. So we have been thinking about faith over the last month, and I've got a memory verse that we have been focusing on from 2 Corinthians. So if we could put that up, that would be fantastic. Let's say it together. For we walk by faith, not by sight. And let's look at where it's from because it's really helpful to know where in the Bible it's from because that helps us to know what was happening at that time or who it was written for, always for us as well. From 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. So I'm going to invite Mac to come up and give me a hand because we thought we'd give you a little bit of a sneak of what we've been doing over the last little month. And we started our learning about faith um, with a really simple picture. So Mac, if you could just come up. Should we give him a clap? Yeah, awesome. And I'm just going to ask Mac to sit on this chair. Well done. Should we give him a clap again? He's great. Yeah, well done. Well done. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you one question, Mac. Was that difficult? 
to do? No. No. Why wasn't that hard to do? Because I could see where it was. Oh, that was a good one. I could say it again. I could see where it was. You could see where the chair was. So let's just amp it up a little bit. your eyes that's probably much more sensible oh need someone come fix fix what I'm doing I did think about that because that would make it longer wouldn't it if you need to make something longer do it diagonally instead of along the line well done ah did it at youth group too fabulous so our verse says for we walk by faith and not by sight. So if, Mac, if you could just come over here a little bit, just wanted to say, how are you going, Pete? You good? Yeah? Fabulous. Jack, going well? Yeah? Brilliant. I'll just bring you back over here. So I uh, just wonder if you could um, just sit down again, Mac. That'd be great. Oh, oh, hang, oh, hang on. Okay. Maybe use your hands a little bit as well. Would that... that oh, that's good. That. Oh, well done. Good job. Okay. So while you've still got your blindfold on, just a quick question. Was that easier or harder? Harder. And why was it harder? Because I couldn't see where the chair was. Absolutely. Couldn't see where the chair was. So this says, we walk by faith, not by sight. Does that make some of us feel a little bit nervous in our lives when we can't predict or know what's going to be happening. The funny reality is that we never know what's going to happen. We might think we know what's happening this afternoon and this evening and tomorrow and next week, but we don't. Our whole lives are in the Lord's hands. Let's give Mac a clap while we take this off. I can't undo it now. It's done up so well. Do you mind them looking like this, John and Rennie? <laughs> <They're> just <laughs> it's not an improvement. Back you go to your seat. Thanks so much, Mac. Fabulous. So we've been talking a little bit about faith. And there is a big challenge to our faith. And it starts with the letter D. We can so often be discouraged in our faith. So faith is trusting the Lord and knowing that he's got good plans for us and trusting our relationship with him. But have you ever felt like God has given you a hope or a dream or a promise and over time you've wondered whether you heard right and whether that's actually going to happen? Hands up if that's ever happened to you. Kids, you might be able to think of something where you were really looking forward to something and then it didn't happen the way that you expected it to. And we can feel discouraged so easily. So often little thoughts come into our mind that are different from what God has spoken to us and the words that he's put as truth in the Bible as well. There's a guy who is right at the beginning of the Bible and he's called Noah. Do you guys know a Noah? You know, yeah, you know Noah? 
Fabulous. So Noah is also talked about, not just in Genesis, but all the way in Hebrews, because he is in the hall of fame of people who had great faith. All the way through the Bible, God has stories of his interaction and relationship with individual people. And that gives us so much encouragement because we can read their stories and identify with something. We go, yeah, that's like me. Oh, I can understand that. So hands up, who's ever gone to put the washing out and you've just done a quick check of the clouds and the sky before you hang out the washing? I actually sometimes... I actually plan what days I do my washing based on the weather. So we all do that. Now, Noah was asked to do something and he didn't know what was going to happen at the end of it. Do you remember the promise or the the big challenge, I should say, that God gave to Noah? He had to do a particular job at a particular time because God had a big plan and Noah was part of it. Can anybody tell me what Noah's mainly known for in the Bible? Mac. Absolutely. It was to do with God having a fresh start and Fletcher. He built an ark, which we kind of think of as sometimes like those little toddler toys and you get two of six kinds of animals and that's pretty much it in the set for the toddler toys. And we think of an an ark or a boat and if the scale of it, you might have a boat about this big and Noah's about this big so he fits in the little ark. And so what we did with our primary kids was we had a look at some photos of somebody who's actually built a real size ark based on the measurements in the Bible. So if we can just quickly pop up a photo. Okay, so that was the size of the ark. So God gave Noah a challenge, even though there weren't any clouds in the sky there wasn't a drop of rain. And for one year, I'm sure he had a cup. Maybe, I don't know, did he have friends helping? It says that he was the only one who was following God in the Bible. And so we think about it and we think, wow, that took him a whole year. Can you imagine building a boat based on a promise that God has given to you and you only? And can you imagine how easy it would be to be discouraged? Do I keep going? Is it really going to be three stories high? Who is going in this boat and how long for? Lord, this is ridiculous. Noah had great faith. And in Hebrews, we see that God honours us for that faith. But that faith is a gift. It's not anything that we can build up ourselves. So if you look at all the little people on this picture, it was a pretty big ark. And then there's another picture as well. So you can actually go visit this um, this ark, if you're interested, and they've put animals inside that you can have a bit of a feel of what it would have been like for that whole time. So our first challenge is not to be easily discouraged in our faith. If God puts something in your heart, trust him because he is faithful and he is sure. And just like Noah, God has got a big plan and sometimes he just asks us to be part of that and we don't know the whole picture. But that's what that memory verse is all about. We walk by faith, trusting in God and what he's doing and not expecting to know it all and understand it all. So we're going to sing a song 
that we've done lots of times in primary again. And I just wanted to say one of the reasons that we're doing these catchy, short songs is for exactly that reason. They get stuck in our minds and they are full of the truth of Scripture. So we're going to sing a song, I walk by faith and not by sight, because that's exactly what Noah had to do. So let's stand up and sing. Kids, you can come down the front. You can stay down the front if you want to. That's fine. Let's sing this one together. That way first. that one yeah thanks for that team so good to have great drummers as well fabulous so our faith should not be easily discouraged that means we keep our eyes on the Lord who's given us that promise or who promises to always be with us in all circumstances of life but that had me thinking Doesn't our faith then have to be really big and really strong? Well, can I let you know some really good news? Jesus addressed exactly this issue with the disciples. And in Matthew, he says, If you have faith as big as a... What was it? What was it? You know... A mustard seed. Who loves curry? Good curry has those teeny tiny little mustard seeds. They are so small. You know when you get a sausage roll and they've got sesame seeds on? They're about half the size of that. Okay, so teeny tiny little mustard seeds. And Jesus says, if you have faith, even the size of a mustard seed, you can tell a mountain to move, that the impossible is made possible. Not because of us, because of God. So we had a science experiment. Kids, do you remember that science experiment? Went a little bit pear-shaped, so I thought we'd just give it another go and see if it's any better. So is there a volunteer who would be happy? You may get wet, let's be honest. You may, well... That's what happened to Toby, so we've got to be honest. Jack's keen, Levi's keen. Um, Oh, this is a bit tricky. Peyton, would you like to come and help us? Come out the front. So we had a science experiment because science would tell me that if I have a bag of water and I poke a hole in it, it will leak. That's what my logic would tell me. So let's just see... Uh, how we go. My children were trying to explain what I needed to do differently and like, oh, maybe we'll just get you to hold that just in case. Or maybe just put it here and then maybe just hold that. So if I've just got a really, a very sharp, sharp little pencil 
And I poke this sharp little pencil into my little old full bag of water. We're going to see how we go because God promises that he makes things that, here's the thing, appear impossible to us with our human mind and our human insight. They appear like they just couldn't ever happen. But God says they're possible with me. I've got this. So let's give it a go. I do actually have a backup because we needed one when we did it the first time. So let's give this a go. So, sharp pencil, pokey bag, hole. Mm -hmm. Do I have to do it quick or slow, Jack? Slow. (gasps) Do you see that? It's working. So, you go, wow, so impressive, amazing. So... You would think that if I poke a pokey little pencil through a bag of water, it would spurt out all over Peyton. Peyton, are you glad this worked this time? Yay! Well done. Yay for science. So the physics is that those little polymers all jig around the pencil and they still stick to the pencil and go through. So there isn't actually a hole there at all around and it's sealed in, which is really cool. Should we give Peyton a clap? Because she had to be brave. Have some faith. Do you want to get down and go back to your seat now? That would be wonderful. Thank you so much. So God makes the impossible possible. So we've got that verse up there. We're going to say that verse together. Let's grab the one with the mountain picture in the background, the blue one. Let's read this together. You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Let's look at where that's from. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. So we are supposed to rely on God. That's why faith is a gift, because it makes us dependent and reliant instead of self-sufficient and we've got this. Because the reality is things happen in life and we need help and God promises to always be there with us. So we only have to have faith the size of a mustard seed and God can use that. Reminds me a bit of the loaves and fishes story when God multiplied the boy's offering, that gift that he gave to Jesus and fed and did more with it than he could ever have imagined if he just held on to it and hadn't given it to God. So we've got a bit of a challenge then. We've got this little itty-bitty mustard seed faith. But lots of places in the Bible, God's encouraging us to help that faith grow. So our faith shouldn't get easily discouraged, but it also shouldn't be dormant. Dormant means asleep. If you've got a dormant volcano, it's still alive, but it's sleeping. It's not active. So our faith should not be a dormant faith. So this faith that is a gift is something that God has for us to be stretched and grown and increased. Does that remind you of another old song? Faith is like a 
muscle. And the next, and mustard seed, good one. And it's like a muscle. Have you ever thought of the next line? Use it and it will grow. Faith is like a muscle. Use it and it will show. And then the next part of that song fits in exactly with the Matthew 17 verse 20 verse that we just read. So we're going to sing that song together. Faith is like a muscle. Use it and it will grow. Thanks, team. We can stand up to sing, I think. That'd be great. free to take your seats. Can you have Jen? Thank you. So we've talked a little bit about not being discouraged in our faith. Noah was strong and he kept his faith firm in Jesus and God did amazing things through him. We've talked about not having sleepy, dormant faith, but faith that is active and being used in our everyday life. And if you jump into the Bible in Paul's letters to all of the new churches, there's a really fabulous explanation that includes faith as part of it. I remember Ahana, I've just seen you here, hello. We dressed Ahana up in the armour of God. Now, I did a little bit of research because I thought all the pictures you see when you Google which you can all do at home, when you Google armour of God images, it will come up with centurion, Roman centurion sort of images because that was the time that we have the church at Ephesus born. It was actually in the midst of spiritual battle. Does that sound familiar? That the church, we know that from our series on Acts, but the church grew when it was under oppression. So in the place that Paul was writing to, The name of the place was Ephesus, which is a bit of a tongue twister. And the Ephesians were worshipping all sorts of things. They worshipped some Greek gods. They worshipped some Roman things. It was full of idolatry. They were putting anything but Jesus Christ as the thing to worship. So Paul was writing to the church and they understood that they were actually in a spiritual battle. Now, here's the thing. So are we. We are in a spiritual battle and God has given us and equipped us with all the tools and everything we need to fight that spiritual battle. And that section, I hope you go home and read it, chapter 6 of Ephesians is so powerful because it reminds us that God has equipped us and given us every good thing that we need, including a shield of faith. If you imagine having a shield, you can see the ones that the kids made a few weeks ago, You're actually, you've got it on your arm and you're literally moving it around from place to place. And it says in the Bible, that's so that you can defend yourself from the arrows of the evil one. Now, if you don't realise that we're in a spiritual battle, 
I hate to say it, but Satan's already got the upper hand because we are. We are in a spiritual battle and Jesus knows that and we know that God has the victory but our lives are not meant to be us doing the fighting but allowing him to be our strength, to be our righteousness, to be our faith, to be our salvation. So let's pop up the image of the armour of God and have a quick look at it. So it says, be strong in ourselves. Oh, hang on. Be strong in the Lord and in our mighty... Hang on, I always get that bit wrong. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armour of God. Don't miss any bit out. And you might not have thought much about all the different parts of it, but it's got the helmet of salvation. So knowing, protecting our minds, knowing we are saved It's got the breastplate of righteousness. Our hearts are protected by being made right through what Jesus has done for us on the cross. The belt of truth buckled around our middle, holding us strong and firm in the truth of what Jesus says. And fitted with the shoes or sandals of the gospel of peace, ready to go out into all the world and bring the peace of the Lord to people. And the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and that shield of faith. And I think that's where God's wanting us to exercise that shield of faith. And as we exercise that muscle of faith, it will grow. Muscles, if you don't use them, they do a big word called atrophy, which basically means they sort of shrivel up. Our children have had a little bit of experience with broken bones. And when they've had a cast on and it's come off, their muscle, their arm looks smaller. One looks skinny and one looks strong. And that happens in our spiritual life as well. We need to guard against that by actively using our faith. So that's what Paul was talking about when he was writing to the church in Ephesus. He was saying, put on that armour of God because you're in a spiritual battle Know that God has your back and then go out there and live your life and be the church that you've been called to be. And that's exactly the same message for us. So we're going to finish off in just a moment. But one thing I think our church is so, so blessed by is I like to think of us as having sort of a little mini hall of faith, faith, hall of fame faith in our church as well, because we are a congregation that's got people with vast experience in the faith. That doesn't mean all the old people have got more experience than some of the younger people, because God brings all of us through on our own journey. But the wonderful thing we've got is we've got this opportunity to learn from one another. My heart in our primary ministry is to have people from the congregation coming and sharing their own stories of faith, their own testimonies with the kids. What a beautiful way to build relationships, to build trust, and to see God actively at work in our lives. So Mike Russell came and spoke with the kids a couple of weeks ago about faith, or last week even. It's been a big week. Would you like to come up, Mike? And I'm going to ask him to share. And what I loved was I got in the car and I was driving some of our children home and one of my children could tell me, and I'd known what Mike was going to talk about because we'd shared about it at a meeting. And my child could tell me pretty much word for word what I knew that Mike had said. The same thing happened um, 
yesterday after youth group on Friday night when again a couple of people in our congregation shared with the youth kids and one of our children referred to something that had been said. So never underestimate the impact and the power of our words when we speak them to one another. We don't want to lose that oral history in our culture, that faith history of sharing and telling stories of what God has done because it's such an encouragement and it's so important. So I encourage you to do that as well. But Mike, I would love to hear a couple of things that you wanted to share about faith. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Uh, it's so important that we leave something for the next generation. Thank you for that wonderful thing. But uh, my family have always put something aside for the next generation. And just when that song, Sam, and Kath, that we sang this morning, a couple of words from it. Some, someone greater is watching over me. Was one of the lines. And then I sat down to pray uh, and help was on its way, which is just so true. And I tell you, if I may, I'll just tell the story again. But a few years ago now, when uh, our Sam, Sam was at school, um, and we, like most of you, had a mortgage. Uh, if you, <laughs> we all, yeah, we had a mortgage, and uh, uh, so I was on a fairly average sort of income. And so Bev, bless her, went out to do two days a week. She was a dental nurse. Um, <laughs> many years ago and went back to, to assisting a dentist who was really not a very nice lady. And uh, uh, Bev was struggling in the job because this lady really wasn't very kind to her. And if you know my wife, she's a beautiful person. And this dentist was just a tough old, tough old bird. And uh, anyway, uh, sadly, Bev's dad was very, very sick and he was in hospital. He was, uh, he was in the last stage of the cancer. And Bev would go and sit with him at night. Uh, and then because it was her day to go to work, she would go home, have a cup of tea, wash her face and go to work. Of course, she was tired, so she dropped things. And uh, the dear dentist, instead of giving her a seat and sort of helping her a bit, knowing fully what was going on, she um, was just kept criticising it all the time. And it became very tough. Bev came home in tears, and being a good male, I said, never mind, darling, it will pass. We need the money. Stick at it. <laughs> so this went on for a couple of days, and, uh, and I finally got the message. And I said, darling, I'm so sorry. That, that, this is awful. I'm just being stubborn. Please go and tell her to leave. In fact, when she did, so I'll just tell the story, and the, the dentist said, is it because I'm a B1ITCH? So, uh, <clears throat> uh, am I because I'm a nasty person? And Bev said, yes. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> anyway, so I suddenly had a crisis um, that we didn't have enough money to pay school fees and mortgage. So I remember going, first I apologised to Bev for being so stubborn, and then I went into my little study, and I can see it now in my mind. I got on my knees, I remember facing the wall and saying to God, God, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I haven't trusted you. I've put my wife through this awful situation. God, forgive me. And I don't know how you're going to help us, Lord, but I know that somehow either I'll get a second job or something will happen. But I remember the words that I then said, I trust you. And it was this came right from... In my spirit, Lord, I trust you. And I got up from that. It wasn't a long prayer. And do you know, within a week, a week, I got a letter in the post from a solicitor in England to say that we'd had an inheritance. And do you know how much it was? Enough to pay off the mortgage. It was extraordinary. Um, so just, 
even before, what does the scripture say in Matthew? Jesus says, your father knows what you need even before you pray. Now, the extraordinary thing is that that letter would have to have been posted in those days when the post used to work about <laughs> at least seven days before. So I'm on my knees saying, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do this, but that letter is already on the way. And uh, you open it up and the surprise of getting this amazing thing. So God is amazingly faithful and, and you know, that just... I mean, it's a wonderful story to know God's provision um, in that way. Just, just, I mean, that's an extraordinary story that he, he, he sorted out our finances. But the fact that this had happened years before that my father had made a, a provision and had tucked this money away and then um, <laughs> just at the right time, just at the right time, I trust you, Lord, and the, and the thing came through. No. Some people's prayers don't always get answered. I don't know why it works sometimes, but I remember that, that, that feeling of saying to God, I trust you, and he came good. Have I got time for one more? Yeah. Very, very, a very quick story then. Okay. Who's ever had a ganglion cyst? Do you know what a ganglion cyst is? Sam's had one. Okay. It's where you get a big swelling comes up on your wrist. It's a sort of fatty tissue thing. And in the old days, they used to call them a Bible cyst. And the reason was, remember some of the families used to have big family Bibles, huge, great big family Bibles. Oh, you're, grim you're grimacing. Yes, you know what's going to happen, don't you? So what they used to do to, to try and get rid of this Bible cyst, they'd put your wrist on the kitchen table and then Dad or, or Mum, if she was strong, would pick up the family Bible and go, you got it, smash, right on the wrist. And, of course, it would go splat and, and uh, it... it for sometimes it, it fixed the uh, the ganglion cyst. Well, I wasn't going to do that, so I I booked in to see the doctor. And I don't know, like about you, but I hate doctors, and I don't like going, and I don't like needles. But I I so so embarrassed by the cyst that I booked myself in. And the day before, the night before, I said to the Lord, "Do you know, Lord, I haven't asked you about this. I've I've gone down the track of the medicos. I've never done anything about. It. Lord, I'm sorry." Um, I'm going to pray and see what happens. So I laid hands on my own wrist, which is a funny thing to do, but I put my hand on that. I said, Jesus' name, you assist, you go. That was a long, faithful prayer. And I went, <laughs> and, uh, I went to sleep, went, went to bed, went to sleep. And when I woke up in the morning, guess what? It had gone, exactly. It had gone. So God is amazing, isn't he? Absolutely. So we walk by faith, not by sight. Thank you. Okay. Joe. Thank, you. Thank you. What a great story. Maybe that was one of those mustard seed prayers. What do you think? Just faith doesn't have to be wordy, doesn't have to be a big deal. But when we trust the Lord, I love that that was the point of that first story that you told, Mike. Our trust is in Lord, in the Lord and Him alone. So we, um, we're excited about our next theme that we're going to be looking at in primary and we pray that our children would continue to grow in their understanding of the Lord as we learn and grow together. So thank you to everybody who continues to participate and be involved as a volunteer across all of our kids' ministry. Thank you, Rennie, for all that you do. We appreciate it so much. And we look forward to the Lord building our ministries 
as he builds the faith and the courage and the perseverance of the kids in those ministries. We're going to finish off this morning with a wonderful hymn that Kathy chose for us. You might be able to guess what it is. Great is thy faithfulness. And when we remember what the Lord has done from the beginning of time, that he is the one that sustains all things, we remember that we can truly trust him. Thanks, Joe. Wonderful message. Let's celebrate the faithfulness of God by standing and singing together. Great is the Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you for your word that's been shared this morning. And Lord, I just pray that we wouldn't be uh, discouraged in our faith or dormant in our faith. But Lord, that we would have that dynamic faith that trusts in you. And just like Mike had that experience where he laid him his own discouragements or his own uh, self aside. And he said, Lord, I trust you that that would grow our faith and that we would use that faith to see mountains moved uh, in our lives and in the lives of, uh, of those around us. And Lord, I just particularly pray for anyone right now who's going through perhaps a crisis where trust and faith is required. Lord, we pray for your presence to be real uh, in their situation, that they too would get on their knees and pray and that help would be on its way as we trust in you and in your great faithfulness now and forevermore. We thank you for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, everyone, for being part of our All in Service today. We've got some fruit and some biscuits for morning tea as well. I invite you to stay for a coffee. And why don't you share stories of faith with one another? And perhaps some generations can share some more stories with the the younger generations of what God has done uh, in your life as we continue to fellowship and share together. Bless you. We'd love to see you next week. Bless you. Bye.